Akash Inti Katakam, entrepreneur, digital media and marketing expert, yoga instructor, BDSM, social dynamics, seduction influencer, and actor. Welcome to episode 139 of the Learning with Lowell show. Here's a quick reel of Akash's acting chops. Come on, man. I'm just trying to help. Well, fucking stop that. I told you, I don't need your money. I don't need your help. Mind your own fucking business. <laughs> Come with me. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> this is all I have. In this episode, we will go through the journey of Akash from biotechnology to training to be a pickup artist to becoming a pickup artist to his life as an actor. If you want to see more content like this, please subscribe. We're going to put out two to three episodes a week. Thank you again for joining us today, and let's stay curious and learn about Akash. I have noticed, I know we're going to go start in a different direction, but I have noticed in the interviews that I've seen with you, uh, like there'll be like a bunch of people there, like three or four other people, but you're the one who seems just most ready to go. You know what I mean? Like if, if someone says like, Hey, do you have a question? Like you're the first person to be like, I have a question where like a, some people are like a little bit like a, on their, on the back foot. It feels like, like you're always mm -hmm. ready to go, which I, I, I really like that. It, it seems like you're just ready to seize the moment when it comes to camera work. Um, yeah, that's like, I don't know. It's, it's funny. I've got a mentor. Um, and one of the things that like, he's, he's always like encouraging, if you will, is like, be, be the first one, be the first one, you know, like whatever, you know? And that's just like, overall in life you know it's the if, if you're the, the early bird gets the worm you know what i mean that's kind of what whatever the, the traditional thing but like it's true you know it's like i, I feel like to be in life you got to really life is an involved sport you know it's, it's a contact sport you got to be involved in it you know you could i mean don't get me wrong there's people who like sit on the sidelines and watch and whatever but i've always been like the kind of guy that like i want to be in it you know and so uh i guess that's a part of it is like well, how quickly can I be in it or, or, or whatever? That's, that's just me though, you know, but yeah. I, I find that to be something that's, uh, uh, helped me quite a lot through, through time. Yeah. Uh, I, I just think it's really noteworthy because I, I, I watch interviews of people that you've interacted with mm -hmm. and they'll like, they'll like someone asked, like, I was just w watching an interview with Andrew Callahan and he mentioned you. It's like, you just have like such an impact. Where like you'll be in a group of people, but you're the one like people mention like, oh, there was a guy who's dressed really cool, etc. And like you in the in the interviews, you always have like the best outfits. And I don't know like I don't know where you get them. I don't know what you do. We'll get to that maybe. But um, I guess like uh, I think the first time we met, you were a like a in biotechnology, and you were I wouldn't say like a a more nerdier person because I don't think the nerdiness ever leaves. Mm -hmm. But what? How did you like? Do you remember some of the moments that were? you transitioned to different things like you went from being a biotechnology like i'm going to take a pause or like how was that was it full transition was a partial transition like how did you make the sequence of biotechnology to now actor who's doing everything you're doing now yeah it's funny you know well before our our uh, conversation like this whole little podcast thing i was looking through our um our linkedin exchange right because that's how we first got connected i remember how we first got connected was i put together a biotechnology like 101 guide on reddit and I think you had responded to it and you're like, hey, I'm like interested in this, blah, blah, blah. And we just started, we connected from there, right? Like we had a phone call and I was just going through it, right? Because I think that was in 2017, 2018, something like that. And yeah, it's and been like, like five years. Yeah, it's been quite some time. And and I was looking through it. I was like, um, during that period of my life, uh, I was, as you mentioned, I was a biotech research analyst, right? For a strategy consulting firm. 
we had I liked to say we advise the world's biggest or the biggest drug dealers of the world, you know, biotech and pharmaceutical companies. Um, and so very different kind of life than than I'm living now, right? And there it was like I went to school for uh, I, I double majored in biology and economics, and I kind of did the whole like I guess traditional go to college, get a job in in corporate world. I don't know. To me, it feels like that was kind of like the story that was laid out for me, you know, maybe to some people are like, oh, my gosh, you did that. I'm like, yeah, I guess I did that. But like, I don't know, whatever that, that, that was that, you know, and uh, as I was doing that in the beginning, I like loved it. I was like enamored with it. You know, I was like, oh, these deals like I was like, I want to do biotech VC. Um, I want to get into that whole community. And and I, I, I like was in that world. You know, the, the companies that we were advising were candidly some of the uh, most innovative companies at the time you know i'm still hearing like i'll hear about some of the things that are ongoing and i'm like oh yeah i worked on that like five years ago you know it's cool to see how it's progressed right um and it's like tangentially still something i'm interested in you know i, I mean like you mentioned that that never leaves you know whenever you're interested in something it never leaves you it's always there and it's always you can always come and pick pick it back up but to get to your question to really answer it specifically um it's really that like my interests I just continued following my interests, right? So it was like in the beginning or in the beginning, you know, when I was a child, no, it was just like, <laughs> I, I've constantly just followed my interests and really followed them, you know, really gone through to deeper and deeper levels of it. Um, and so when my interest in biotechnology was like, okay, I'm, I feel like I've satiated that interest, at least at that point in my life, I was ready to find something else you know and it wasn't like a clear like all right i'm gonna go into whatever this whole acting thing right in fact i'd say it was very unclear um but i kind of felt ready that i was i was ready to do something else and that something else um kind of i took a little bit of time to to settle with the whole pandemic and whatnot i was just like hunkered down little self-exploration and whatnot and and really during that time i found myself like wanting to be on screen more be on camera more be on stage more you know um and that's where the whole acting thing took place and, and really took roots and uh that kind of brings me to today so it it wasn't like a all right this is what i'm going to do next it was i was very much like a, i have no idea what i'm going to do next and it's kind of really scary um but i also knew i'm i'm, I'm an intelligent guy i've got a lot going for me i've got a good education worst case scenario, I could figure something out. Right. And, mm -hmm. and that's kind of how uh, I've approached that whole thing is like, I've gotten this far already. I, I don't know. I trust in the universe that something old will happen, you know, and uh, I put my faith on a higher power to help me out. And that's kind of brought me where to am today, you know? Yeah. The, the good thing about having such a firm foundation and such a variety of different disciplines is if, it, if some, you know, if we're thinking like the worst case scenario, like the worst case scenario is, like it doesn't work out, but then you just put a suit on and you walk into any of the people that know you. That's exactly like, well, it. Come on back in. That's like retirement. You know, you get to shut off your brain for a little bit. Go, so, you know, go on a cruise. Let me say this: one of the th one of the things I felt like I actively did was like really made sure that it's like, all right, I'm leaving that world. You know, um, there's something I think I think it was the Vikings. Um, they would whenever they would like Vikings were known to be like conquerors, right? Like they land on an island and then they conquer it and that's it, right? One of the things they were known to do was burn their boats, right? Once they landed ashore, they burned the boat, right? And and that was kind of one thing I kind of tried to do for myself was like, let me burn the boats. Let me burn the connections that I have to some degree. So I really, I'm like, all right, I got to make this happen, you know, versus like, oh, well, 
I'll just go back, you know. Um, I'm wondering what you did now. <laughs> like, yeah, I feel like you did something bad. <laughs> well, nothing like terrible, but it was just like um, I don't know, just some of the the things that I've posted to, and I feel like you've interacted in some with it um, on social media and whatnot during that transition period. We're like a little um, non-traditionally corporate, I guess, if you will. Um, and so yeah. that's that's kind of what I'm alluding to. It's just like whatever turning turning my back on that and really going full throttle into whatever was next you know and um and seeing what stuck you know uh it's cool like you're one of the people that through through the time period through this transition we've stayed in touch and and to me that's really cool because i um i'm not in touch with many people from the old life if you will um and yet at the same time uh i don't mind it you know it's uh it's it's all good you know i've always found that the people who stick with you or whatever through time are the ones who all right there's a little something more than just uh their good business or whatever you know what i mean there's like a little something more to that you know now Mm -hmm. before we move forward i actually have a question for you right because sure i was doing a little research on you Lowell, right um and your story is like actually remarkable you know i think it's so cool like you're like it's funny because you're like yeah i'm just a simple guy um I, i don't know whatever it's like no big deal but like i think many people and I think part of the reason why people kind of like, like listening to you is like the way your mind thinks, right? You were diagnosed from, from what I recall of like this mysterious illness that like no one could figure out, right? And then it took you like three months and you're like, all right, this is exactly what needs to happen. Do that, blah, blah, blah. And like just that level of like taking control, taking ownership of um, your, your own destiny, right? To some degree um, is remarkable and really cool. So my question for you is like when you were in that period of your life, right? When you kind of have like this death sentence, if you will, or, or this sentence of like, I don't know what it's going to be, right? Like, Hey, we can't figure it out. All of science has no idea. And then you decide that, um, all right, I'm going to start looking into this a little bit more. What, what was that like for you? What was your, what was going on through your mind? And, and um, what, what gave you that, I guess, will to, to like figure it out versus just resign yourself to this is my life you know um well it really pissed me off (laughs) it really pissed like there was a series of doctors that even in my notes it said don't give this person these drugs i have a horrible reaction to them but then the next doctor would be like well we don't know if it'll be that bad (laughs) and you know i can barely speak i can barely move and so then they somehow they're like, you know, if, if we don't do it in the exact same order as last time, you might, maybe, maybe that orders why you woke up, you know, like we have to do the right thing, you know, the same like a uh, procedure. And then they just start injecting me with this stuff. And I remember just like seizing and, and they're like, Oh, like the first time it happened, the doctor comes back in and they're like, yeah, that can happen. And just walked out. I'm like sitting there like seizing, like my heart's going to explode. Like everyone's really concerned. And this doctor's like, yeah, that can happen. And just walks out. But that, 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 med- that medication it's like Benadryl or something like something like uh-huh. I don't even know anymore. I just I have a phobia against it, but um, it was in my file, so they just kept giving it to me. <laughs> so wow! It's, like I, I have like such an aversion to going to hospitals for the longest time, and even now, like last night, I might have had to go to the hospital because I think like I blew something in my eye, and I was just like, I don't want to go to the hospital. Those fuckers will kill me. <laughs> but uh, uh, no, I was just I got to a point where I was just getting really pissed off. Like uh, it wasn't going well in school. Teachers were hitting me a lot. I was just getting everywhere. And at the same time, like the doctors weren't all that helpful. 
And so I, I just got to the point where I was like, I'm going to read all the textbooks. I'm going to read all the stuff I can get. And I had, a, I had a sense of what it was and I just kept navigating and navigating it. Um, and then eventually I had like a parameter of like, I think it's something like this. You guys are idiots. Um, so we should do something like this and to figure it out. And then we just ran a bunch of tests. And it's like, it's right there. And, and then, and, um, and the, the proof is in the pudding. Like if you write, like there's tests out there for most things, which is nice. Like it wasn't like so exotic that it was like, right. I'm point zero zero one percent. I will say the, the, I think it's like the average takes like seven to nine years to figure out if you have an, un, like an unknown illness, we figured it out mm -hmm. in like three or it was very, very quick. Mm -hmm. Um, but then like looking back, I'm on the forums for different illnesses related to it. And it sounds so horrific. I, there were people that had pieces of their organs ripped out and to, wow. to biopsied. I will say that, you know, to, right, to biopsied. Right. Um, and they're like, the pain is excruciating. Like this, this last year was the first year that I didn't, I wasn't suffering cause I got on different medication. Hmm. And while I've gained like 20 pounds, like it's one year where like every time we've ever spoken, I was actually in excruciating pain the entire time. Like that's incredible uh, to me, especially yeah, how you conduct yourself more than anything. You know, you are like truly one of the, I don't like to say nice because I feel like nice people are taken advantage of, but mm -hmm. kind, I think you're kind. And that's something that's, uh, especially given that backstory is absolutely remarkable. Like truly, I, I really mean that that's something special. So, uh, that's really cool. You know, and you're like, Oh, I'm just a normal guy. You know, I love that about you. How humble you are. You know, it's, it's awesome. Well, um, I am just a regular guy. Um, I think, I, I don't know. I don't really see people as above or below. I see everybody's equal. Mm -hmm. Um, I have some horror, I have some horror, <laughs> there's some like stories I could tell where like everyone thinks I'm joking. It's like, no, that's what doctor said to me. But, um, <laughs> uh, good times. But there, there's a couple but, things that you said actually, uh, that I'm, it's so funny because when I was in the healthcare world, right. I felt a little bit of, uh, almost like a little out of it as much as I was in it. Right. In other words, like, I don't know. Personally, I'm of the belief that like a doctor is like a guide to you, right? A doctor isn't, this is my opinion, right? A doctor isn't supposed to tell you like, like whatever, like this is what you got or, or whatever. I feel like they're supposed to help you figure it out for yourself to some degree and give you guidance in terms of like, all right, here's ways that you can navigate through this, right? Versus like, this is what you got. This is like telling you and almost shoving down your throat. Like this is what you are or whatever, right? Um, I don't know. I, I feel like there's almost like a, a superiority inferiority complex with doctors in the sense of like, they feel like they're holier than now. But then at the same time, you see a lot of doctors who are incredibly unhealthy and it's like, I don't get it. Right. So that's a personal opinion of mine. But when I was working in the healthcare world, I, I went to uh, a couple conferences. Right. Um, and the one that most comes to mind is the Wharton healthcare conference. It's a conference hosted by the university of Pennsylvania at the Wharton school of business and whatever it's, it's known to be like, the Wharton School of Business is known to be like one of the premier schools of business, especially for MBA students, specifically if you're in the healthcare field, if you're doing healthcare management, whatever, any of that stuff, right? So I went there a couple of times and uh, I, I felt like I was a bit of a maverick, if you will, especially in the sense of the way I dressed. I remember the weekend that I went there was the first time I ever wore eyeliner. And like, I felt like all everyone like looking at me and I was like super self-conscious about it. Anyway, uh, and I wore a robe on top of like a suit, I had a business suit on and I, 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 I had like a, a luxury robe designer, like put something together for me and, and whatever, just cause I was like, I wanted to make a splash, right? It's like, I go to a conference, it's like people's eyes are gonna be on me. I, I was the guy, like you mentioned, raising my hand, everything, whatever, right? But one of the things that like came up to me was like, there's such a focus on these traditional ways of like medicine is done by doctor to whatever and, and, and whatever. I'm like, 
what about like yoga? What about like all of these other things that maybe aren't so traditional medicine, but have impacts on like, I don't know, some of the biggest things that we see in America in terms of American healthcare is like people are obese, you know, um, people are sitting down too much, you know, like all these things, right? Like, where's the focus on like exercise or nutrition or all, all these things. And it was just like such untraditional, we give you drugs uh, or we give you pharmaceutical interventions or we're going to do surgery or something like that. Right. It's like, we're going to fix the problem that way versus really fixing the problem of things. And, and it just, it kind of rubs me the wrong way. And, and in the sense of healthcare, it was just like, mm, I don't know. I don't know if that's the way healthcare could be done. So I don't know. That's what came up for me as you were talking about some of those things. It's like that sense of like, I don't know. I feel like, I mean, health, we know healthcare in America is like a huge issue, right? It's, it's too expensive. Um, it's not really geared towards solving the actual underlying root cause of something. It's more like, here's a Band-Aid and then uh, we can charge you for the next Band-Aid next month. You know, it's just very, it's not focused on health. It's focused on how do we make a dime off of you, right? Or, or make a buck off of you. And, and that was one of the big things is like every healthcare conference that I would go to, they would say, it's all about the patient. It's all about the patient. But then when you really look at what they're doing, it's like, how can I make a buck off you, right? And so that's what came up to me as, as you were talking about this. Part of the reason I guess I became a little disenchanted with that whole little industry, right? Here's people who are saying we're, uh, we're all pro-health. We want you to feel better, et cetera. And then it's like behind your back, they're like, all right, so how do we make another buck off of this guy? You know, I, I don't know. I think um, I have a lot of doctor friends. There are a lot of good doctors, but I think people need to like go in to speaking to a doctor in the right way. Cause it, a doctor, most, most medical professionals don't have the bandwidth to treat you as a, as a person. And that's just a thing that I, I, I take into any conversation I have with them. So I come in there with like a, a literally a Google doc of like, Hey, here's some stuff going on. Here's some thoughts. Let's talk about it. I, I never go in cold with a doctor cause it, cause it just makes things a little easier at the same time. Mm -hmm. Like they're doing a lot of really hard things. It's like in the startup world where like people are really arrogant, but really they're just very insecure. There's these people making life and death decisions that are killing people if they do the wrong thing or potentially saving their lives if they're doing the right thing. So like there's a lot of like, you know, anxiety around that. That's why they doctors have like the highest suicide rate out there. It's just ridiculous. Also, they have horrible hours and they like do ridiculous shifts. But at the same time, I have noticed that people with advanced degrees People with advanced degrees and those who most would consider like the most uneducated have a very similar ways of going about the world in terms of the I arrogance agree. and how they interact with people. I agree. Uh, but that's just to say that the vast majority, good people just trying to do a great job, but you got these fringe people that use their intelligence or, or ignorance as a shield to never really engage with the world. But in terms of terms for you, um, I'm curious. Were you in biotechnology still when you were going out to do the pickup artisting stuff in yeah. Las Vegas? Okay, yeah. so you were like during the day doing analyzing stuff. Would you like ever tell your coworkers about it? You come home like, hey, what did oh, you do this weekend? Totally, totally. And like, so it's interesting because so this is the part of the interview where it's like, I don't know what's in the I can say, I can't say type of thing. So this is great. You can say whatever you want. Just say whatever right. you want. So at the time I was working for a, when I first started working in the firm that I was working at, it was very like um, mom and pop shoppy, if you will, yeah. in the sense of like, uh, there was one owner, he had an S-Core, he hired a bunch of like, I, I, I love this guy. You know, I honestly, I've taken a lot, I've learned a lot from him. So he went to school for uh, 
a bachelor's degree in journalism. He graduated from NYU. Uh, and then he did market research post, post-college. Uh, and then he specified, like he niched into healthcare market research. And then he spun off into his own firm. And then he, he became um, probably the premier um, uh, biotech pharmaceutical uh, business development strategy consulting firm, you know, like incredible, you know, absolutely incredible. Right. So I would interview this guy like once a quarter and I'd be like, Hey, like, I want to sit down. How did you do what you did? Right. Because here you are like a journalism major who didn't even understand biology, like basic biology in a lot of ways, but ends up hiring like PhDs, MDs, JDs, whatever, you know, and then became seen as like the go-to guy in terms of biotech strategy for biotech and pharmaceutical companies where like the boards of like some of the biggest pharmaceutical companies in the world would fly this guy in and be like, Hey, we need, what, what's your take on this? Right. Because you're the guy who like sees the future. Like, what do you think? Right. And like, are like, like chomping at the bit to hear what this guy has to say. You know what I mean? Which was amazing to me again, like how here's this guy who just had a journalism major and almost didn't understand biology. Right. But like figured it all out and got himself in that type of place. Right. So anyways, it started off as like very like mom and pop shop type of thing. Right. Like, uh, when I when I was there, right, just around that time, he was in like his I want to say like late 60s, early 70s. So he's like kind of at that point in his life where he's like, all right, well, uh, I'm going to sell the shop and whatever. He still enjoys doing the whatever he did, but whatever it was like, he didn't want to be the one like captaining the ship, if you will. It was like I said, small mid boutique boutique firm, you know, which was one of the things I loved. Uh, that's why I wanted to go there. Then it was bought out and it kind of became, became corporatized, if you will. And mm-hmm. that's when like HR and, and all these things, things that used to fly, like no longer flew, if you know what I mean. You know, and it just became like super like buttoned up and, and, and whatever. And it was just like, I don't know, I, I started falling. That was around the time where I found myself being a little bit more edgy, I guess, or not so buttoned up, whatever. But, you know, I, I kind of liked that, like I mentioned to you that, um, that like maverick type of attitude of going about things, you know? And that's when things started not to fly. But to answer your question, right? I, I'm, I'm going on these little di- diatribes. Um, pickup has been something I've been interested in since psh, I was in like seventh grade. And I talked about this in the interview with, I think Andrew Callahan or, or the, the mm-hmm. Vice One. Um, I remember seeing the pickup artist on, on DH1 when I was in seventh grade. And like at the time I had this girl that I was interested in and whatever like me i'm like oh well, how do i whatever you know like whatever like a boy you know what i mean guy uh, or whatever guys are gonna be attracted to girls unless you're attracted to guy people are attracted to people right unless you're asexual right i'm not trying to get into the whole like oh well, let's be politically correct in every single little avenue right <laughs> guys are attracted to girls or whatever right and so how do i interact how do i connect right that's i think really like at the core of it right it's like how do i connect with another human being in a way that's not only pleasurable um but is is enjoyable and and is good right like i think that's the crux of it the core of it right um and so that was kind of a lot of my search right and whatever so fast forward to from seventh grade me seeing that on vh1 through high school had a couple relationships and whatnot through college right and um kind of just came back to it because it was like went through a bad breakup and in, in, i wouldn't say a bad breakup in college I don't know. It was mutual, but it still felt tough. You know what I mean? Going through a breakup is not fun for anyone. So I was like, all right, what do I do? What do I do? And I found myself just kind of looping back into that, into that field. And, um, and it, that was just around the time when I started working. Right. And now I have disposable income, you know, being like a, what a 20, 
23, 24 year old guy making corporate money. Like I was living at home with my parents. Like what real expenses do I have? You know what I mean? Like, okay, I'm going to go out and eat every single meal. It's like, that's not going to spend corporate money, you know? So then I started thinking, I'm like, all right, let me invest in myself, blah, 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 et cetera. So, um, I did that. And, uh, I don't know, again, following my passions, right? One of my passions was like, I really want to figure this whole thing out because relationships for me, man and woman thing, you know, I've been a guy, I'm, I'm a guy who's got a, uh, who likes women a lot to put it mildly, right? But to put it unmildly, he's got a guy who's got a crazy high sex drive. And like, how do I attend to that, you know? Um, in a healthy way, right? Versus like, all right, I'm just gonna jerk off to porn right now or whatever, right? Like, how do I do something that really connects with women? And And to me, I saw something in that art, you know, of like, there's something more to it than just like, all right, here, I'm just going to go bang a couple girls, right? Like, to me, there was something more to it. There's an art to actually connecting with people. That's like, I fundamentally believe that, right? And how can I sharpen that? How can I, um, not in a way that's like people pleasing, right? Not in a way of like, oh, how can I, how can I attend to you, right? No, but like in a way of like, what can I do that's like really, I don't know, attractive or how can I build that more attractive man? How can I be that man who's like, wow, like there's, that's something, you know? And that's what I really found. And and a lot of it I found in pickup and it helped me to really find my voice even in in other fields, right? In acting and and some of the other things that I do. So um, it's a, I don't know, it's a beautiful art. It's something that I really treasure in my life. And it's something that I continue to practice and study like every day. It's, It's very important to me. How do the women feel? Like, do you do you think are they happy with it? Because that's like the concern that I hear when I read about it. Because when I do my background, people think, "Oh, pickup artist is like taking advantage." But like, I, I I don't ever envision you ever taking advantage of anyone. Like, just like so no. antithetical to your personality. So, like, but at the same time, like, how do you rectify? Because it's like a non, I guess, like from an American standpoint, they're like very like homogenized nuclear families. Like you hear it on the radio and stuff. For sure. So I think the idea of like any form of like uh, polyamory, whatever the terms are, probably irritates some people. But you know, who cares? They're not living your life as long as you're happy. But like, do how how do the relationships go over the long term? Like, if you're making these connections, like, is the idea for a short term? Like, are you still in touch with everybody? Like, how does it actually work? I'm like a monogamous guy. Like, I I've been doing something for like for ages. Yeah. I, I'm like I'm like that. You know, there's like hunter gatherers, and I'm like I go out, I find someone, I bring it back home, and I'm like, let's be friends. <laughs> I'm not gonna do any more work. <laughs> No, it's funny. I remember we, we talked the other day uh, a little bit about this, right? So to answer your question about how the girls feel about it, it depends on the girl, right? There's yeah. girls all across the spectrum, right? And that's one of the biggest things that I've learned too, you know, is like, all right, well, because I grew up in whatever, like a nuclear, quote unquote, nuclear family, right? And it's not like, I'm like, hey, dad, how do you go like uh, pick up women, uh, like whatever, have like relations with a lot of different women, right? And it's not like, all right, here's, here you go, son. Right. Like that's not how that works. Right. So again, it depends on the women, right. That that's one of the biggest things is like, who's your candidate. Um, I'm not looking for like, as a pickup artist, my candidate's not the girl who's like trying to get married when she's like 25 so she can have kids at 30 so that she can be like a a stay at home mom at 35 and, and, and be like, whatever on the PTA or PTO, whatever that's, whatever term is, you know what I mean? That's not the girl that's going to be, maybe she might be interested in me for a night or something like that, but that's not the girl that I'm really scanning for. Right. Um, and there too, it's like, I'm just curious about who's the person in front of me. 
-hmm. that's really it's not even like i'm thinking like oh would this girl be good like maybe i don't know it's just like who is this person right and and through figuring out who is this person i get a sense of like what what are they about right um right now i am seeing a couple girls uh, a bit more regularly um and and then there's a bunch of them that like we won't see each other regularly but we're just in touch right and, and i think mm -hmm. that's one of the biggest things is like it's just being social you know it's like being social with the opposite sex in a way that's like okay this person's cool um i also find them attractive if something happens between us uh that's totally cool with me you know to me it's more about being that kind of guy who's like super easy to be around and um, and is comfortable with his own sexuality enough that like if something comes up in a sexual manner, it's not like, what do I do? Oh my gosh, this girl likes me. You know what I mean? Like, no, it's just being super cool. And it's like, all right, cool. Well, you're super attractive too. I got to kiss you right now. Or you, you keep looking at me like that. You're going to make me want to kiss you. It's stuff like this, right? Just being more okay with it. And like, it's normal. Like there's nothing wrong with it. It's, it's part of who I am. It's part of whatever, how I relate and interact with the world, right? It's just being more at ease, um, I guess, with with that whole element of life. And and don't get me wrong, it's it's uh, it, it's it's an intense thing, you know. There's there's very intense feelings, uh, etc. That through, through the whole thing, you know, a lot of it activates our our fight fight or flight response, you know. Um, a lot of the times when I'm sure you've had it too, you know, you're in front of uh, an attractive woman's in front of you or whatnot, you just get that adrenaline, like that burst of adrenaline. It's like fuck, what do I do right now? She's right there, you know what I mean? Like whatever right and it's just like it has nothing to, it's just that's how we're programmed as human beings you know and and so um how do the women feel about it i mean some of them like it some of them hate it some of them don't care um i would rather have a woman who hates it than a person who doesn't care because i can always talk to someone who hates it and and, and whatever play around with that a little bit more than someone who's just like whatever you know like there's more of an interesting engagement or interesting interaction with something like that than just like the whatevers you know so and then obviously there's the ones who love it they're like oh my gosh it's so sexy tell me more about the stories of the other women that you with you know what i mean like i have that you know there's 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 girls who like literally enjoy me telling the stories of like the other women that i'm with like one of them that i'm with right now she's like oh what do you do with the other one right because there's like whatever you know and, and vice versa you know so it's like and they enjoy that, you know, so it's, I don't know, it's, it's, it is what it is. And, uh, I think you're probably uh, really upfront about it too, right? Like you're, oh, that's like you're not, yeah, yeah. I'm not the guy, I'm not the guy who's like cheating behind, I'm not the guy who's with a girl and then behind <laughs> her back, I'm with another girl. It's yeah. like, look, I think that's a big here's, thing. Here's my view on the world. I think I'm a kind of guy who like, look, I could like you and, and whatever, but that doesn't mean that I don't want to sleep with her. And like, I'm just going to be upfront with you about that. And honestly, I feel like more men should be like that because I truly feel that women just don't want to be lied to. You know, it's like, yeah. look, let me know what you, and again, this depends on uh, different people or different things, but I'm of the opinion that like radical honesty, you know, be totally upfront with me about what you want to do, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And we'll figure it out together. You know, if it's, if we're together or whatever, like that's, that's really it, you know? So, but again, I think it starts with starting from that place versus starting from because i've been the guy also and I, I i'm not perfect right first relationship in high school i was like the guy who was almost like over the top monogamous but then like came a point in the relationship where i was like wait i actually like other girls too fuck how do i like communicate this to her right and it's like i didn't set the frame right right mm -hmm. because i was so like oh my gosh like this girl likes me blah 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 
this is what like I learned from Hollywood or from whatever, just living in America, if you will. And it's like, I wasn't really honoring myself. And then all of a sudden, how do I go about doing these things? And, and there it got a little gray or, you know, I can see how in America specifically, it's like that whole cheating thing I feel like is a lot of it has to do with just men not really honoring their true um, sexuality and, and how they really feel about things, you know? So I don't know. Dude, um, it sounds like it'd be scary nowadays, like, like, with like canceling and stuff going on, like to approach a woman who like, that like want like I, I think I was uh, there's subreddits for different dating apps and I love reading them because like uh you just see the horror stories like the highlights of like people making profiles there's like there's apparently a dating app where like the women approach the guys and apparently all the women do is just say hey and then <laughs> it's like which is what the women say on the other apps We're like why do guys just say hey when right. they have a conversation but that that's like a very small like kind of like a funny little quirky thing I've, I I noted. But in general, it seems like it's it, like people seem, you know, if you were like, re, like listening, like just like, like paying attention to the zeitgeist, I guess that like you wouldn't, you wouldn't feel, you'd be kind of scared to approach a woman. Cause you never know if it's like, oh, you're going to get a phone put out. Are they going to like say bad things about you and stuff like that? Like how do you protect yourself if like someone makes accusations? Like it sounds like there's a lot out there that's like pretty scary. And yet you find a way to kind of like navigate through all that, which is really kind of impressive. It's like, how do you deal with the fear of it? How do you deal with like is this person going to try and steal my kidneys while I'm sleeping? <laughs> is it, you know, like, and, and at the same time, like, I, I mean, you give off the vibe of not stealing kidneys anyway. And uh, especially if you like let your resume speak for itself, like no one else has had their uh, kidneys stolen. But um, I, I do want, it does seem to me like it'd be really kind of scary to go up to, the, to women you don't know. You don't know how they're going to act. And at least some of them, I imagine, probably wouldn't like it. <laughs> oh, for sure. On that one, you know, it's it's interesting because there it's like you never really know what you're getting. You, you never really know what you're getting anyways is what I'm trying to say, right? It's like you could be with someone for a whole lifetime and still not really ever know them. You know, when they're with you, they could be a different person behind closed doors, right? And if they do a really good job of hiding it, well, then you don't know, you know? And so what I'm trying to get at is like, it's trust, right? There's a little bit of uh, a trust element to the whole thing. A, a woman has the same thing. You know, she has no idea who the guy she's talking to is, you know, he could be by all appearances an upright man, but then uh, behind closed doors is like murdering women and, and like storing their kidneys in his refrigerator. Right. And, and there's stories of that. Right. And so yeah, what I'm trying horrible. to get at is like both, both uh, sexes like uh, experience this. Right. And, and I think that's part of the fight or flight, you know, what I was talking about earlier, you know, that sense of the adrenaline rush that that um, that comes along with whatever you know. How because, do you protect? Oh, sorry. No, no, no. It's just uh, because that's just part of our human nature, you know. Yeah, I was. It's my bad for interrupting. I was just going to ask, okay. how do you protect yourself? How do you stay safe in all these different environments you're going into? Do you have like yeah, a protocol so that you follow? Like, I, you know, what do you do? Yeah, I mean, um, for the for the people for the people out there listening in who want to like get a little bit more out there, but feel a little scared, like maybe they can take some of your wisdom. Yeah, I mean, uh, well, first, if we're talking about a sexual experience, always wear condoms. You know, I, I don't care, whatever. That's it. You know, so that's a big one. Um, but that outside of it, right? It's like, I mean, I'm not saying go to the bad part of the neighborhood and uh, where where everyone's like injecting IV drugs and uh, everyone looks like a little messed out. And then you got a guy with an AK-47 wearing two machine gun belts on him. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying go to that part of the neighborhood. New Jersey right? sounds like a weird place. 
Is that just Jersey Shore I hear so much about? <laughs> no, that's, that's not the AK front for... door, you know. That's not the front oh, okay. door of my house. No, no. <laughs> it's easy. But what I'm trying to say is, like, look, you um, just get out there and be social, you know. Um, and you you don't know what you're gonna get. It's I'm I'm even saying be social at the the grocery store that you go to, you know. Say a little bit more than just like to the clerk. Um, maybe even nothing, you know, we don't even have to talk in, in this day and age in a lot of ways. It's so convenient, right? If you want food, you don't even have to talk to the person to order your seamless or anything like that. And, and at least the, in the New York tri-state it's like very, like, life is very easy. We get super cozy and comfortable that it's like any sense of like, oh, I'm going to be a little bit of uncomfortable, like a little uncomfortable is like, <gasps> what do I do? Right. It's like, I feel like it's, that's the generation that we were kind of raised in, in the sense of like, everything is just super easy and comfortable and, and whatever. So being a little uncomfortable is like, it's not going to kill you, you know, again, be discerning, right? Like, don't go to the person, like, don't go to the, I don't know, the people who look like they want to hurt you or anything like that. Right. Like maybe be a little like, all right, was this maybe calibrated, right? Like, uh, I don't know. This guy is jacked. He might be on steroids, but he's got a beautiful girl with him. Oh, let me go talk to her. Right. Like, mm, maybe not, you know, but then again, maybe, you know, you don't know. You don't know the relationship between the two of them. It could be a brother-sister type thing. It could be, you, you just don't know, right? And so a lot of the times our mind tricks us, right? Into thinking like, oh, uh, oh, those people are together or um, I don't know anyone here or whatever. And it's like, that that's never really true, right? Because people who became friends to begin with didn't know each other at the get, right? It's like, it's not like out of the womb. I like knew you, Paul, you know what I mean? Like we didn't know each other out of the womb, you know what I mean? we somehow came to like find each other and, 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 and whatever and connect. Right. And, and that's the way it is with like any relationship, whether it be a sexual relationship, a platonic one, a business one, et cetera. It's always like, there's this moment where it wasn't, it didn't exist and you had no idea who this person was. And that's to me, the real magic of this whole pickup thing is like in that moment, like what happens in that magical moment where all of a sudden a relationship might happen or, an interaction might happen or something right to me that's like the real magic of this art that's just like wow you know this moment right now it could be like oh man life sucks i uh my girl broke up with me uh, i'm broke as shit and uh my parents just died and the next moment i could just bump into someone and then all of a sudden like that could be the love of my life you know what i mean and you just don't know and that's something that's so cool to me and and that's what i really I want to see guys and, and, and women, just people like communicate and interact more with each other in a real way, in a real honest way. Not like the, uh, I don't know, like not playing these games or anything like that. You know what I mean? Like of like fronting or of um, pretending to be something that they're not or, or whatever, you know, it's just like, let's be real with each other. Let's honestly communicate with each other and uh, sniff each other out. You know, I think dogs do it well, sniff each other's butts. <laughs> well, that sounds like a good practice. The, do you have, I don't know, if I were you and I was just like out having fun, I would like specifically challenge myself to do like find the buff guy with the woman and then go up to them and say, I'm going to try for the next 30 minutes to get your woman to leave with me. You okay? <laughs> like, you know, like challenge myself because like if, as long as you're up front, you're setting the standards. It's not like you're going up and like trying to snake or be rude to anyone. Be like, I want to try to pick you up. You look like you're for with sure. this guy. You know, do you do stuff like that? Like, are you like, what are your kind of like your outliers, funny experiences? Funny experiences, outlier experiences. 
I'd say, so I, I've never gone out and been like, all right, I'm going to go pick you up right now. You know, like I don't, that's not, uh, I don't, for, at least for me personally, it's not like, uh, hello lady, I'm here to pick you up. But then again, that could be a great like opener. Yeah, just you be know, upfront like, about it. Sense of like, yeah, for sure. You know, I, what more than anything, I find it comes down to like, what's the place that you're saying it from, right? In other words, like, are you the guy who's like, hi, I, I, I'm going to pick you up right now. Like, that guy's like scared of shit. I don't trust you know that guy. Mean? He's going to drop no, me. No, no one does, you know? But like, if you're like the guy who's like, hey, I'm totally going to pick you up right now. You know, a very cool, relaxed, relaxed about it. It's like, there's a totally different, you can even hear it in the tone, you know? It's like the first guy, it's like, I don't want that guy anywhere near me. You know what I mean? I have no idea what's going on with that guy, but like, whatever, you know? So that's what it comes down to, right? Is a lot of like becoming more comfortable in these. Our tone tells so much about us. And that's one of the things, I study communication a lot, right? As an actor, et cetera, like it really comes down to communication, right? That's why I pick up acting. They're so similar to me, you know? It's like, it comes down to like, how are you presenting yourself and becoming aware of like, really what's going on inside of you? Not only in terms of like, what's your body feeling like and, and, and whatever, but like, and, and what's going on in your mind, but then also like, how do you really feel? What, what emotions are, are running through you, right? And so, um, I forget where you, what you asked. Ah, outlier experiences. There you go. Outlier or just anything that like comes to mind. Cause it's, yeah, you know, you've, I, you've I, gone I, on a journey. I remember I kissed a mother and a daughter, uh, on the lips on the same night. So that was one. Are you um, a which... father and a grandfather then at the same time? <laughs> maybe you know, I like am, maybe if I'm you not. like marry, if you marry the woman and you have a daughter with a kid with her, and then you have a kid with the kid. I think you're a grandfather and a dad <laughs> simultaneously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I, uh, not that I'm aware of, but then again, who knows, you know, uh, yeah, at least to date, I'm not aware of it, but call me back in a couple of days and I'd be like, lol, I have a different story for you. I've actually been a great grandfather for 35 years and I'm only 28 years old. So I don't even know how it happened, but it did, you know, I, I don't know, you know, well, this podcast might, uh, shed a light on on you and they're like you know hey that reminds me and there'll be like a woman with like triplets you know and she's like i remember that guy i don't know why i'm giving her that voice but it's like that's your dad and she's pale and like all of them are like you know um they all have luscious long hair like <laughs> yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they, they all have exactly like, like they have the long hair they're just little tiny short chubby kids with the long brown hair <laughs> and they're like <laughs> That'd be great. Just stare spitting at the screen. Spitting images. Spitting images. That'd be hilarious. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> they would have glasses and everything. Same <laughs> type. <laughs> That'd be amazing. If if that happens, well, uh, that would be an outlier experience. Alimony's going to suck. I mean, uh, the child no. support. <laughs> child sure. That's why suck. I always, always wear condoms. You know, very important. Would, very important. Would you ever just like go to the lengths of like vasectomy just to like have that extra protection, not even just disease of like making sure? Because like Maybe 18 years, there's a like, Kanye song about this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 18 years, 18 years. And on the 18th birthday, I found out it wasn't his or he found out it wasn't his something like that. Yeah, I know. It's yeah. like gold digger um i like this no i i feel like i i do too i i, I love kanye west by the way um, some might think he's like a little out there and whatnot but i always i appreciate listening to the people who are out there because they challenge whatever is there you know um, yeah, i think he's just not grounded anymore like in the sense of like i don't think he's like a clearly a genius at creating mm -hmm. and, and doing what he does but i think he's gotten to the point where he doesn't know what it feels like to need to pay for milk or what it what it feels like just to go around and not be anyone 
I think it'd be really interesting if he just went to a part of the world that nobody knew him and he just became a, a barkeep or something. Mm. You know, I think that'd be really grounding for him. Like apparently Prince was like that at the end as well, where he would just mm. have like a lot of content being made, but then he wouldn't share it with anyone. He just said like, they're like very weird. They don't really relate to people in the same way, but they're also genius. Like they're very gifted at what they do, but I suspect it's sure. like, I think he's like lightning and he needs a ground. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. yeah very mercurial very mercurial yeah it reminds me of uh something matthew mcconaughey because I, I study a lot of actors right all 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 right no but one of the things he said is like he would go through periods of time he, he wrote a book called green lights and i haven't read it but uh he talked a little bit about it and one of the things that he talked about was like have these moments where he would like go to a foreign country for i want to say it was like a month or something like that or a few weeks and he would kind of just like be by himself, you know, and, and, and really like whatever, figure it out with himself, you know, places where people didn't know him, like on the regular, like, oh, there's that, you know what I mean? Like, it was just like very, he wasn't a celebrity, you know, and uh, and he said something around like, I want to say it was like day 10 or day 14, somewhere in that range was like kind of where he hit his like eureka moment um, in terms of like figuring out how to whatever he wants to navigate next, you know? And so all to say that uh, that reminded me of what you were saying just now in terms of uh, what Kanye West might need. You heard it here first from Lowell. This is what Kanye West needs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but when you first, I guess it's like, let's like finish off on the pickup arts because you have so much stuff you're going on even right now. When you look back to how you started, uh, were there things that you know now that you did? that maybe you shouldn't have done in the sense of like technique of how to do it. I only know what I like Andrew Callahan's version. We talked about this Andrew mm -hmm. Callahan's version channel five. I think that guy's like a genius as well. My wife thinks so. it's annoying how much I love the guy. Um, <laughs> he's, he's one of the reasons why I want to go out and like have interviews with people in, in person because it's like so far it's been only remote. But uh, anyway, I, I liked his interview with you because it just both with uh, Vince and all you guys because uh, he was a little bit more curious about it. But I'm curious, like, how, what were some of the, like, technical things that you were doing that you would, like, give yourself advice on? And, and in so doing, like, maybe some other people could benefit as well. Like, in the, so you're saying, like, looking at the video after I watched it, like, what would I do differently? Is that what you're saying? No, I asked a poor question. Basically, what I'm asking, I, like, went off on, like, three different tangents. <laughs> yeah, okay. What I'm asking, what I'm asking is when you started your pickup journey and you're building these skills and you're going out there and getting in the field, now that you're... Uh, you know, I'd say like journeyman, at least, you know, on your way to mastery, you know, mastery is elusive. What are some of the things that you would have helped yourself back then do differently to propel yourself to be better at it? Like, are there ways to uh, talk to people? If so, like, how do you, like, how do you approach it? Like, maybe we can run some simulations. I don't know. I've never talked to anyone about these types of things. So I'd love to help out people out there that want to get over, especially with you, uh, with the Andrew Callahan interview. You really talked about how like you wanted to connect to something really deep within yourself. I thought it was just like a really beautiful thing. But like most people see pickup artists and type stuff as like uh like sleazy, like Carl Salesman. Like it just seemed like this very beautiful thing. And everything we talked about today, it's like you're just having like these really authentic conversations with people. It just happens to involve sex sometimes. But um so I'm I'm curious, like how how would you improve yourself? Like what 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 like specific things do you think you could have done better? Yeah. To take it like a lot more easy like just chill dude you know like relax you know like and i think this is the thing for like a lot of kids right or, or not even kids but just growing up right is like we have so much energy when we're younger 
And like, we just don't know what to do with it. You know what I mean? You look at like a three-year-old sometimes and they're just like, it's exhausting looking what they do. You know what I mean? Like they just do everything all at once. And then like, they're out like a lamp, you know? And it's like, I think that's what a lot of what it is, is like harnessing that energy, right? Um, harnessing, what do I do with it? Right. And so it's so easy to just get like all anxious or like whatever, you know, like, especially the first few times feeling that like adrenaline rush, especially when we're younger in the context of um, a, a man, woman dynamic, you know, it's, it's like intense, you know, I don't know about you first girl. I was like, like first time I was quote unquote in love or, or I felt all of these feelings, these endorphin rushes after the first time I had sex or, or something like this. It's just like, what is this? Like, I don't know how to process this. I have no idea how to handle this, but I feel amazing. I feel almost euphoric. Right. And it's like, and then the opposite coin to it. Right. And then like the first breakup, right. It's like, this person's no longer in my life anymore. And it's like, that feels horrible, horrible, uh, devastating. Right. And like, just that like huge swings of emotions, right. Like it's just so intense. Right. And, um, yeah, it kind of gets just bland like, over time. Like it, it does. when you're younger, you, you, you felt more now, you know, I think not to interrupt, but I feel like I know what you're saying in terms of like, like as you age, like the swings of your emotions, it's like, they're not as, they don't asymptote as much. Like it's very like a narrow range and you have to like really push yourself to get out of like that calcification. I think that's what you're saying. Like not to put words. Yeah. In anyway. And it, yeah. And it, it, but I, I think because we get used to it a little bit more. It's yeah. like, Oh, I remember, like I have a reference point now of like what that high, high of like first time having sex with a girl or, or that opposite, right. Of like first time breaking up. Right. And I'm just using these as like examples. Right. Yeah. But what I'm trying to get at is like, these big emotions and they still come up within me even still today you know like I'll, I'll like see an attractive girl and i'm like oh shit what the fuck what do i say right now um i don't know what to say and there's times where i just don't even say anything you know that's part of the practice right it's like like you mentioned i'm i am no master like zero mastery like you know what i mean journeyman for sure like figuring this out just playing with it a little bit more and constantly coming back to it right like um that's one thing, even like martial artists, yeah, I feel like martial arts and, and, and pickup is very similar. Um, just opposite sides of the coin. One's like, I'm going to hurt you. And the other one's like, I'm going to make love to you. Right. Like, <laughs> you know, like, or, or pleasure you. Right. And so it's like, but the stages of like understanding of getting to the next level is very, to me, it's, it's similar almost, you know, it makes sense. Like there's a, a similar dynamic there in terms of like getting better. Right. The martial artist never masters his martial art. Even the guy who's like, been doing it for 90 years you know you ask him he's like dude i haven't even scratched the surface i have no idea what the fuck i'm doing right but that's the same with almost like the, the quote-unquote master pickup artist or, or whatever you know it's like i feel like i'm he'll, he'll feel like he's just scratching the surface it's just the beginning you know and um all to say that i don't know i think there's something in those moments of uh journeying if you will that that's where it's all done right now you know in the moment that we're in um, and it's constantly come back to you come back to it day by day. And, and that's really it. So to, to get back to your question, it's like to ease, you know, relax. Mm -hmm. This is normal. What you're feeling is emotions, right? Like you're going to find different words for them. Maybe you're not, doesn't really matter. Sometimes experience it, experience and feel what it is you're feeling and don't let it guide how you're going to conduct yourself, right? Like feel it. And conduct yourself as a good person, a good man, a good woman. If because uh, there's girls who are like, how do I pick up that? It's like, 
lady it doesn't take much say how know? how go how, how about it <laughs> <laughs> how about it? how about we do <laughs> that's all i gotta do <laughs> just walk up uh walk up, like something something that like i think might be helpful to you like just as like hey you know maybe something that has worked for me in terms of how i engage with people i do this all the time not just like in terms of like uh interacting with women when i was single and whatnot mm-hmm. but i i'm i more or less just see people as uh brains and mech and like biomech suits so i don't i don't actually notice people i don't i don't typically notice people's physical attributes to mm-hmm. like to the chagrin of some of my friends who let's say have like attributes that would be really obvious for people to notice <laughs> <laughs> like it'll be like three or four months into knowing them and they'll be like they'll make a comment like oh i didn't know that was true about you and i just go back to them because so i just look at everybody as like brains that are very interesting to get to know and like uh-huh. the biology is just like a mech suit and so like when i go around i don't think attractive unattractive i just think person in a mech suit i wonder what's going on in there and i think <laughs> i think maybe, maybe if you took the attraction out of it and, it and you know just let your instincts like kind of guide it especially if it's about getting to know someone and Definitely. uh just saw it about like like your mech suit and their mech suit they're just trying to have a conversation like that might help because that's what helps me i don't uh i don't really notice what people look like <laughs> i don't really care either <laughs> Definitely. Mech suit to mech suit. All right, whose mech suit yeah. is better? You know? I don't know if that helps. If that if that were the next time you try picking something up and you're like, don't think about me too much in this scenario. Obviously, I'm gonna be thinking of the mech suit lol. Here he's, he's here's what he's saying. All right, lol's in my ear right now. Blah, blah, blah. Like uh, make sure you think of him as a mech suit. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I'm just after the a conversation has been initiated. I don't want me. I don't want to be thought about after that. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like it, yeah, you know, if it, if it works to get in the door. Love to hear about it. But anything, any performative measures after that point, you know, I'm good. <laughs> That's, um, but anyways, um, it, in terms of, uh, I guess we, we can talk about like the different interviews you've been on. Um, for Vice or Andrew, which one was like from your point of view actually better? So I have like my opinions as we discussed about which one was qualitatively better, but like experiencing it, what was it like? Have, having a Vice and Andrew Callahan, which is, he's great. Yeah. It was interesting because I remember looking back on it, like both times I wasn't sure. I'm like, am I being punked right now? You know, like that was kind of like the feeling was like, are they like, is he fucking with me? Is he not? And so like one of my natural go-tos, and this is just something like I just just generally do in my whatever day-to-day life, et cetera. I love being like very, almost like a little bit of a pest, you know, very teasing, uh, very uh, playful, if you will, you know? And so like, I kind of like on a very, very subtle level, kind of like threw it back to them. You know, I was like, uh, like I remember Andrew asked the question. He's like, so where are we right now? I'm like, we're in the mirage. And how would you describe this? And I'm like, very mirage. Like, you know, like, yeah, that was great. Just, like, such a that was great. Answer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like and like I don't know. That's so that's why you were doing that. I I just yeah, thought you were being. I was, being, just like, I was I like, did know. he ask you to do that? <laughs> like, no, I was one hundred percent like, all right. I don't know what you're trying to do here, but I'm gonna do the same thing back to you. You know what I mean? So like, mm-hmm. that was one thing. You know, what um, made it in? Oh, totally. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was uh, it was funny. Um, I'll say this though. I mean, it was really cool working with the two um different i guess production producers if you will you know of of the thing like andrew and then the vice team um and you know one of the things i really enjoyed about uh andrew's crew was like how almost like i wouldn't say ragtag it was but like 
it just felt like more mom and pop shop type of thing versus mm-hmm. the vice one felt a little bit more like corporate e and i'm only using those terms to like give a sense of like one felt like it was more whatever just put together in a way like boutique like this is kind of more like mm-hmm. reference back for me right like boutique versus like big shop right like same type of thing that's kind of the difference that it felt like there were certain things with the vice one that was like was very things were very well the production value on the thing was like incredible you know like that was like wow like they really did some great production in terms of after whatever post-production stuff uh versus andrews it was like they got it out a lot quicker but post-production stuff mm, a little different you know but i think that's part of his brand you know what i mean like it's like we're gonna give you the raw unfiltered right so like it is what it is right but i'm just that 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 was one of the things i also noticed in in terms of the feel of the actual interviews or everything thereafter that was that went along with it um it was really cool you know i've never had an experience like that in the past um so it was like really like wow this is this is cool this is interesting whatever you know um which i just had fun so the filming of the vice one happened Mm. first okay and then i would assume the andrew one happened but andrew got his out channel five got theirs out quicker and then the vice one came out so that's how it it went you know when i was watching the vice one it felt like they were like they were like stealing from andrew in terms of like the like the feel it was like the guy i just it felt like the guy was trying to be andrew but he wasn't funny yeah taji was like an interesting guy you know it's like again i don't know if he was like like messing with me or not you know like very much throughout the whole even like off camera i was like is, is this guy messing with me right now or no like it was like am i being punked right now it was like really the feeling and i've never watched like mtv punks you know but like that's what it felt like so i don't know <laughs> I don't know if that's part of his like character or, or whatever. Um, I, I played with that a little bit myself, you know, like I mentioned with like with the uh, channel five team. I like playing with that because uh, I don't know. That's that. Um, it's funny because my uh, my brother, you know, he's like mid 20s and stuff. And he's like, as as you know, those videos went kind of viral. I think they're at like three million views or something like this each or something like that. You know, at least a million on, on, on both of them. And so like friends of his would see it or um or whatever and they're like is that your brother and like whatever then they have their opinions about who i am right after like never having met me you know what i mean but a like friendly guy that, like, i mean some people are like oh i hate that guy or like well you know everyone has what? their opinions about there was nothing to hate you, know I mean? you were nice people have opinions about like people are people you know that's one of the things i continue to learn more and more as a human being as i get older so people are people they have opinions on everything and i have no control over that and that's it you know it's yeah. uh, that's none of that's none of my business what someone thinks of me is none of my business you know that's 100 percent their business um what um what is it like what is uh i think his name's vince right the vince pop-o, yeah pop old pop pop pink hair um i don't know like i have like a nomenclature in my head to remember people <laughs> but uh is, is he like hair. that <laughs> pop of pink hair well they uh they people do uh bits of him on like the tv uh youtube channel called smosh for like their okay yeah, I don't know. I, I enjoy it. It's kind of nice. But is he like that off camera? It's like, he just like all the time that, it's like that energy, that way of going about the world. Um. So when you say that, it's like hard to understand, right? Like, are you, cause there is a little bit of, it's, it's entertainment, right? I mean, let's, let's be honest and let's be yeah. candid. Like, yeah, I'm saying like, is, like, you know? is he bringing it up for the camera? Are you talking about the like, hair? But he always just, or? no, 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 no. Um, his personality. He just always just like, he has a high energy going out and doing stuff. Oh, like, is yeah, he, yeah. Is he consistently, so. 
Yes. Like that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. In, in my experience, yes. And that's one of the reasons why I enjoy like hanging out with him, you know, is like, that's, it's remarkable, like literally remarkable. Like that's like not the average human being or, or whatever, you know? And like, it's very Especially much. 52. Like, I know, which is incredible to me. It's like, I cannot imagine. He, he says this all the time. Um, he's like, one day, gentlemen, you guys are going to remember like that at 52, I was still doing all of these things and like, whatever, you know, because like there'll be weekends where I hang out with them. And I'm like, at the end of the weekend, it's like my feet are actually killing me. Like, I, mm-hmm. like, I feel like they actually hurt. Um, I have like a lot of tension in my shoulders from just like whatever, walking around, whatever, doing stuff. It's just like, it's like an intense weekend, you know? And he's doing that at like 52 like it's nothing you know what i mean so it's just like really cool um to see that but yeah i would say in many ways um there isn't much difference on and off the camera with vince and uh i i i, I really I, I think he's got a lot to offer the world and, and and i think he's done a lot of work in the field in and of itself you know of really mm-hmm. um communicating what this whole art is about you know yeah well the nice thing is when he was having the interviews with the Andrew or the other guy, and that's his name to me. Um, the other guy. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> like they would ask kind of silly questions, you know, because that's just their job. But he right. would he would take it so seriously, you know, like he wouldn't he wouldn't be like that's stupid. Why would you ask that question or whatever? He'd be like, all right, let's unpack that because he I, it just seemed like he had a very like earnest desire to help people understand or like Definitely. help people get to where they want to go. So that was really neat. It just. I, I just can't imagine I have that much energy all the time. Like, I just feel like, 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 how, how, how do you like, uh, how does he, what does he do on like a, a quiet Sunday? I, I want to know. Um, you'll have to get him on this podcast. Maybe who knows? Who knows? He has an open invitation if he wants to come on, <laughs> it, it, especially if it could be like in person with the two of you, I would like to see like, you know, the journeyman and the master all in one room and just like, like a really long conversation about it. Um, in terms of dating, I've been, I've been watching. So I prepared by watching some clips on, on YouTube about like mm-hmm. what is dating like because i'm kind of like an anthropologist in terms of like being so far removed uh-huh. <laughs> uh apparently and you tell okay there's like some terms I, I heard about and you tell me if these are real things or if they're real things that you agree with that's probably the last part is probably more important to me because i don't care if they're real okay. i care if they're real to you okay. is there such thing as a sexual marketplace and like this i hear it in conjunction with women having like their highest value in said marketplace at certain ages is this a real thing in your in your experience in my world view of the world so i i know what you're talking about right like okay. i um i uh whatever i get these pieces of information right and i can see what they're trying to get at in the sense okay. of like in the sense of um women are whatever physically a bit more attractive during this period of time to men um and men tend to acquire more resources and resources being money, um, having control of their own schedule, um, connections, et cetera, right? Status, if you will, as they tend to get older, right? And these are just generalities of, of things. Um, do I like, is it real to me? Um, I mean, there's always anomalies, right? I think that's kind of just talking to generalities of people and, and, and so on and so forth. I get what they're saying. Um, like I get like the whole theory behind it. What, like the, the real question is like, so now what, right? It's like cool theory, right? Like 
now what? You know, how does that apply in my life? Right. Yeah. Um, Were you going after 25 year old women more than 35? I think that's like the, like you would wait one more than the other. I think it just depends. You know, it depends on Mm -hmm. like, who are you as a man at that particular point in your life? You know, if you're a 20 year old guy and it's like, okay, like I understand this little uh, chart that looks like an economist, like put it together, you know, like (laughs) that's how it goes out. And it like, it kind of like is kind of, it feels almost like just a bunch of nerds are like, all right, well, Mm -hmm. how can we explain this whole thing? Right. And it's like, all right, cool. Um, If we need a pundit on like the quote unquote sexual marketplace. Yeah. We can like hire you and have a pundit. And I'm sure there's people who enjoy that content because it's educational and entertaining to them and in some way, shape or form gets them off. Sure. But like, who really gives a shit? You know what I mean? Like yeah. to, to the degree of like, what does that have anything to do with my life? And, and, and so are there things that I can, it's, it's not real. Thing. Are there things that I can apply or take away from it in terms of like takeaways mm-hmm. of like, okay, well, if I'm talking to, um, I don't know, an older woman or a younger one, maybe. Um, but I haven't really seen anything that's like really applicable to it. Right. It's just a theory, which is like, all right, cool. But like, I'm more interested in the application of stuff, you know? Yeah. You know? It makes sense. So. Like, well, when I was thinking about it, I was like, this doesn't make sense to me. Cause I don't like in terms of attractiveness, like, like I said, I don't really kind of see what people look like, but like, if I look at it, if I think about it, I would want like a 45 year old woman. Cause then, then I, then it's kind of like, they already have a bunch of answers and I can relax. <laughs> I just go about my day. So, <laughs> here, here's one of the things that I kind of do have a little bit of a theory on okay. I kind of adapted from that is like, I really do think that like, this kind of alludes to what you just said. I think that younger men and older women should like fuck a little bit more and same with older men and younger women. And here's my like ideas on why is that I think there's like a transfer of knowledge, right? Of like, if you're an older man with a younger woman, you've just like lived a lot of life, right? Like, all right, here's Mm -hmm. like certain things. I'm like, how to like be as you're older, right? And like, whatever, there's like a little, I also think uh, sex drives tend to be a little bit more aligned um, in the sense of like older man, younger woman, okay-ish sex drive, you know, younger man, older woman, higher more sex drives you know i think like older women like for my like women tend to as they get older from my experience be a little bit more like higher sex drive if they don't naturally have it um and same with younger men and it kind of like spins around in the opposite so younger women don't have necessarily as much of a sex drive that's not to say it doesn't exist or whatever talking to generalities and all and older men kind of same thing again these are generalities but like whatever. So, but I also think there's like an exchange, right. Of like ideas, values, et cetera, of like whatever. So I don't know, a little theory. I've tested it out a little bit. Um, it, that's kind of more of a, like a lifetime study type of thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, whatever. So, but um, I don't know. That's uh, I, applying things is the most important thing. You know, it's like we can sit around mm-hmm. here all day and talk about, Oh, I want to, it's, Mental masturbation, you know. I'm I'm just jerking off my mind. Like, All right, <laughs> let's uh, let's have fun, you know. Let's get to know someone. Let's really connect. So sure. Then um, I think you answered the only other question on the topic of like picking up and then seeing women would be like, are there archetypes? But that's more like a theory thing. That's not applied. So I don't think you'd have yeah. fun with it. Uh, we can. I think we should then transition to acting because I think that's like a big component 
that we have not talked about. And that's a huge Definitely. point of who you Definitely. are right now. Um, what, um, unless you have like deep insight on archetypes, cause I've been thinking about archetypes and people. Do you? I mean, so you can, <laughs> you can look say into, no. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, you could look into Robert Greene's like the whatever, the laws of seduction or whatever, you know, like he's got, or the art of seduction, right? Like he's, he's, he's a guy, if you're really interested, unpack that, right? A little bit in terms of like, all right, who are the different seducer types, right? If you're interested more in types of seducers, mm. you're talking about like archetypes of women. I mean, I don't know. It's kind of like you got kind of like the high school stuff. You got like the pretty girls, like the uh, the artist artsy type girls, artsy artsy type mm. girls, the spiritual type girls, right? And like you can kind of whatever the nerd type girls, the gamer girls, right? Like the whole spectrum of everything. Um, I think does it help in some ways? Maybe does it in other ways? Not really, you know. Um, well, do, wouldn't you have a better sense of how to speak to? You know, if I know you're like a nerdy girl, I I would be like. I would skew my interest to getting to know them in a different direction. So then it would be useful to kind of be able to discern the differences. But I think if you're really listening to someone and really like communicating and understanding what they're saying, like that's just part of communication. You know, Mm -hmm. if you're like, if you realize that like when the topic of conversation is like, I don't know, gaming, this person like lights up and like, there's something like, wow, to them. If you're I see your point. Yeah. You'll just be able to pick up on that. It doesn't really matter if they're a quote unquote nerdy girl. That's kind of what the point of it is. You see what I'm saying? So Yeah, I see what you mean. That makes sense. All right. Then on acting, um, I think the thing I'd be most curious to hear about is what did it feel like when you went on the first film and you're under the camera and at that point it was like maybe you were gonna like it, maybe you weren't gonna like it. But then in that moment, it sounds like something happened where you knew you liked it. You know what I mean? Like there's a difference between abstract versus like applied in the moment, being filmed. And there's something about it that you loved. Like what that, what was that feeling? Do you remember like even like the scene? Can you remember it all? Yeah, totally. So I would say, I'll say this. Before I even did that, I've had experience being on camera, like you mentioned, with the Vice thing, yeah. with the Channel 5 thing. So like, and... I, I do have like a YouTube channel where I kind of do like a five minute video every, I don't know, a week or so, you know, just kind of like a little life update, if you will. Um, so all to say that, like, I've gotten more comfortable being in front of the camera to begin with. Right. And, and as I mentioned, as I even talked about, we, as we kicked off this podcast, you're always on camera, you know, it's part of like the, the world that we live in as um, I don't know, whatever in the 2020s, you know? So it wasn't like a, oh my goodness, I'm on camera. Like, this is super nerve wracking. Like there was a lot of work that's gone into it already that like maybe wasn't seen, but like was done. If that makes sense, you know? Like an iceberg. Yeah, a hundred percent. You know, like you would see me like on that first time on camera and you'd be like, wow, this guy's like, he's okay. He feels okay. Like he doesn't feel self-conscious in front of the camera. You know, whereas like if you bring someone in the first time they're ever in front of the camera, like it's like, all right, it's like uh what do I do right now? Uh, I don't know what to do. You know what I mean? Like something just like that. So um, I do remember the first film that I worked on. It's still in production. I don't know if it's ever really going to get made candidly. Uh, that's out of my control. Um, but I remember the first time on set filming, uh, like me filming, right? Because I'd, I'd been on set for that project a few times earlier, just to kind of like, whatever, scope it out, see what it's like being on set, whatever, like just being in the little environment and stuff. And 
it's kind of similar to the uh, the whole pickup thing, you know? It's like, all right, all of a sudden, and the attention's on you, right? What are you going to do, right? And that's kind of what it is, like, right? Like, uh, girl's attention, it's like, all all of a sudden, her attention's on you. What are you going to do, right? Like, it's that, you know? Um, So, I don't know, you just do, you you learn your lines to the best of your ability. Mm -hmm. I learned my lines to the best of my ability, and I did whatever I did, and and that's it, you know? It it sounds like you were, like, it sounds like you were, you were so well prepared that when it was happening, you were just executing. You didn't, you know, it's like the nerve wracking. I'm going to have public speaking. Maybe there's some anxiety beforehand. Yes. But you've yes. done your preparations that once you're doing it, you're just, you're doing it. Like, yes. You're, yes. Yeah. Okay. So don't get me wrong. I mean, there was like takes of the stuff. You know what I mean? It was like, all right, we're <laughs> going to do another take. Try doing this. Make sure you get this line down, uh, whatever, you know, but, um, and there was a lot of other things going on right with that project right like location stuff directors focused on other things that's the other thing too is like yeah the camera might be on you but every that's one of the things i've, I've continued to learn is like everyone's so focused on themselves and their life you know what i mean like i'm not focused on like the person who's doing the camera thing is like all right did i capture the focus of that well right the person who's doing the audio is like can i hear this clearly Right. The director's like, was this mm. shot presented well in the grand scheme of the whole thing? Right. So like they don't even like, see you. Yeah. A hundred percent. It's like, yeah, they might be looking at me and the camera might be on me and I might feel like everything's on me, but everyone's just focusing on their own little world of the thing, unless they get captured in, in the actual, like, wow, there was like a special moment there, you know? And I've found it, um, being is, on set that it, that's kind of uh, good acting, if you will. Go ahead. Yeah, my bad. I'm like, I'm no, like, this no is very interesting. No, yeah, for sure. Uh, is there anyone on set whose job it is to see you? Is it the direct? Is there like someone who sees you in that way that I, we're talking about? I think it's the director, really. Yeah. You know, but but even then, it's like the director is looking at you in the context of the whole mm. film, in my perspective, or in my estimation. Right? It's like the only person that really sees you is maybe yourself you know it's a moment with you and you and maybe the other actor that you're with you know um so i don't know I, I, but then again like the cinematographer is looking at you like everyone's maybe looking at you but like when you say see you i don't yeah. know does anyone really have the capacity to see who you are sometimes you know uh, that that's that's a bigger thing and maybe they do maybe they don't so what yeah well i guess some people say the people become actors because they want to be seen. They like the attention or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so with you and how your desire for authenticity, I think I imagine it would be about people want like, well, you're exploring different things, but ultimately it's about understanding yourself. That's oh, what, for sure. That'd be my yeah. guess of, in terms of like why you're doing it. Um, so then an entire production of like no one's seeing you, <laughs> like, I guess like the benefit there for you is like you get to explore different versions of yourself through acting. Totally. And then also like, and when I say see, I don't mean like they're not like physically looking at you. When I mean see. No, like I know I'm exactly what you like mean. Deeper yeah, level, yeah, 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 yeah. Deeper level of see, right? I just want to clarify for that. For someone who's like, <laughs> yes. What do you mean? No one's like looking at the person who they're like filming? How does that work? I don't want that to like be whatever. Like, they all have VR goggles on. <laughs> yeah, right? Like what, what, what film set are they working on? Because it doesn't. No. So. um. Oh man, I lost my train of thought for a second, but it'll probably come back in a moment. Train of thought, where did you go? <laughs> um, the, uh, yeah. How do you, um, so the directors give you feedback and stuff when you do good or bad. Is there a, a common thing that they that some directors are giving you in terms of feedback? And if so, how are you working to get better at it? So 
good or bad is like a subjective thing, right? Yeah. I don't know if it captures, I, I get where you're trying to go with it, but I don't know if it, whatever. The point being is like, it depends on the context of the scene, right? So sometime, and it depends on the director too. You know, I've worked with directors who are very experienced and I've worked with directors who it's their first directing experience, you know, like in college or whatever, you know, and everything in between, right? And so there's some directors that they have like a really good sense of, and, and in and of itself, like a director talking to an actor is like a language, you know, like um, to bring it to the whole, I guess, like biotech world or, or tech world, right? It's like a developer talking to a business person is like, that. there's like a language speak, right? It's like business person talking to developer needs to speak in developer language. The so developer can actually make that happen, you know? And it's just different words and whatever. Same thing with like directors and actors, right? Like, the language of directors is different than the language of actors, you know? And if you want to get certain things out of your actor, the director has to know how to talk to that actor and actor speak, if you will, like, like we just talked about. Right. So some directors know how to do that. Some don't, you know, some directors were actors themselves. Um, some have studied how to like, have studied enough acting to understand, all right, if I want to get this out of my actor, I need to say X, Y, Z. Right. So um, it really, some sometimes like the directors are just so like inexperienced right like i told you first time directing they they like they're just focused on like did i get like sound video okay oh my gosh this is miraculous i don't even know what happened right now but like that's miraculous you know because that's in and of itself there's a lot of problems with sound sometimes and video stuff like there's a lot of things that they're managing right and so um so sometimes they are just like whatever the actor did like I, I i trust them enough that like that's it you know and then there's other directors that are like i want exactly this um and so on and so forth i tend to like the director giving the artist or the actor like complete control if you will maybe with some tweaks just for the sense of like this is what makes sense in the bigger context of the story and that's usually what i look for for directors like can you help me frame like where does this fit in terms of because the director can change the story to some degree you know what i mean even in um in, in anything you know even even you right you're to some degree uh you're producing this podcast right and so like if you put together if you splice together certain things you could make a completely different story than what was actually like talked about we see this in the media all the time you know sound yeah. bites you know so I it's like right so it's like how do we get to the real, what was really being said, right? And, and so that's why it's important to talk to the director. Like, what do they really want here? What are they trying to splice together? What's their real vision, right? Because I can give them certain things, maybe a little more, a little less based on that so that they get the story that they're trying to really tell, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I guess all to say, it, it really depends on uh, um, the moments and, and uh, what's, what's being worked on in the project itself. Um, I have gotten feedback. People tend to like working with me for whatever reason. Don't know. Um, that does not surprise me at all. <laughs> um, so I don't know. Um, but I, I, more than anything, I just love being on set. You know, it's like, like I was talking about earlier when I was first enamored with biotech and, and things like that, it was like, I just wanted to like intake, intake, intake information. Like I loved being there. I loved like, it was like, yes, we're here. You know, I feel like I'm getting a little bit of that again with um the whole acting thing right now and who knows where it'll go you know it could be like all right tomorrow could be like oh yeah done with that i'm ready to do this or it could be 30 years down the road you're like oh yeah i remember talking like that once you know Mm -hmm. who knows you know it kind of seems like you're like a traveling ronin 
to some extent. Like you're like going around, you're gathering all these skills, doing everything you're supposed to be doing. Um, do you ever see yourself like, keeping with the theme of the <laughs> of Ronin, like opening up your own like uh, mom and pop place of your own? You know, like being in that type of like maybe you'd be like the producer guy or whatever. I don't know to like in the actor parlance, but um, do you ever see yourself being that type of person, like being the mom and pop that you loved? so far in your life like the mom and pop seems to be the big thing for you that you love yeah i, I think down the road at some point it's almost yeah. pro- it's going to be a probably i don't know when what field you know it could be i i, I you turn back and i'm like biotech was where it was at like you know what i mean like when i'm 50 you know i have you got no the skills yeah for sure and so it's like i don't know i'm kind of at the place right now where it's i'm just trying like i said following what i find interesting and really giving it everything that I've got to the best of my ability in the moment that I have right now. And I just don't know where it's going to go. And uh, I'm of the belief that if I do the best that I can right now in the moment that I'm in um, and learn whatever it is that piques my curiosity now in some way, shape or form, it's going to tie together in this like incredible way, you know, and maybe it could be even lessons, you know, like maybe the, um, the things I learned in terms of biotech, in terms of like how to work Excel could be coming in super useful for like, I don't know, something in the future, right? Like, yeah, you never I don't know. know. Yeah. You I only know no in idea. retrospect how things tie That's together. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. Yeah. So, but, um, is there, what, what about acting is capturing your attention so much then? Like why acting of all the things? Like what's curious? I make I made some guesses so far, but it's probably best yeah. to hear for you. No, I definitely love, um, playing with characters a lot, you know, um, it, that, that's fun. I love playing dress up. I mean, you saw that in some of the pickup stuff, you know, like I they love have the best fashion. Like, fashion and whatnot, you know, um, I, I love playing around with different things, experimenting with different things. I wouldn't be surprised that in the future I start my own like fashion line or something like this. I, I would love to design my own clothes. Um, and it's the art to it as well, you know, like being a bit of an artist, um, playing with things, trying things, going back to the drawing board, everything in between. The process of it um, is, is really enjoyable to me. Um, mm-hmm. And then the people that you meet on set or, or, or whatever, just I love being surrounded by creatives, you know. Um, I, I really believe that we need more creatives in the world to like really just create things that are innately theirs and, 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 and their perspectives on the world, you know, even, even this, this is creative, you know, you are a creative in my eyes, you know? Um, and so like making things, you know, um, I remember I took a course in college, digital media, and it was probably one of my, it may have been my favorite college course. And what I learned, if I learned anything from that class, aside from like Photoshop and, and whatever art stuff was like, make things, you know, period, hard stop, you know, just make things and that's it. Um, people like them, people don't like them. If you're going to get hate for them, if people adore you, if um, whatever, just make things. And and, uh, and that's the life of the artist, you know, that's what I, I enjoy. And um, I don't know, we only have one life, you know, and no day is guaranteed, you know, yeah. At the end of this interview, I could just choke on some water or something like that as I sip it or something like that. And like, that's my life. You are. I you can't know? call for help for you. <laughs> there you go. I'll have them so track your like, number. I have your number. <laughs> there you go. There you go. But it's like, um, nothing's guaranteed, you know? So I want to know that I 
I don't know, I pursued what I loved and, and the moment that I was in and, and that's it, you know? Um, so that's why it doesn't matter what the scope of the project that I work on, how famous it is or any of these things, that doesn't really matter to me. It's the actual work in and of itself that's really valuable. Mm-hmm. Is there a genre that you are really excited to explore in particular? Are you like a generalist in that too? Yeah. Okay. In- independent filmmaking. Yeah. I Do you know, um, there's a Felicia Day, I think, did uh, these like web episode things like they're really mm-hmm. good they're like little comedies like she was in a she was playing world of warcraft and she was addicted to it like so basically there's like three sets just like in her house at a, like a random place like it doesn't really in all everyone else's random houses um so it was like very minimalist like everyone could just record in their own place i could see like a really cool like sketch comedy or like it could be like drama too like whatever heck you want to do um like in the youtube section like a youtube type thing like that i think mm-hmm. that'd be a lot of fun you could get like a bunch of people, get like all your friends. I do it too. I'll be like the quirky guy that just like throws stuff. <laughs> that would be something. awesome. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I'll probably be better as a producer because I'm better at managing things. But uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll jump into any trench line. You 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 know, if you suggest like Lowell, this will be fun. I'll, I'll do it. Um, all right, Lowell. Well, is uh, there like a? Yeah, go ahead. Ask, ask ask me to kick off your acting career, and uh, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but are are there um projects in particular that are coming up that? you're either, I don't know, applying, like, are you, are you, you're looking to independent? Yes. So then where do those live? I guess like, I hear there's a uh, stage 32 is a place online that mm-hmm. it's like this, like LinkedIn for that. But like, mm-hmm. how do you find the independent people and are there p- specific projects coming up that you're hearing that you want to be a part of? Yeah. So, uh, the way I've found most of my projects aside from Craigslist, which is where I got my first paid acting gig, which is like, I don't know. Craigslist is Craigslist, right? You find anything yeah, on there. Still have your kidneys. Yeah, still got my kidneys, you know. Um, is backstage. Um, so it's like a it's kind of like a LinkedIn for whatever, everything from voice acting to regular acting to stage crew to you name it, you know, anything in the entertainment industry to modeling, even it's all there. Um, there's other things that actors use, like actors access, that's like another big one um that's where you tend to find like some of the more big hollywood studio type stuff you know like hey you trying to be in the next marvel movie like they'll post some sides and stuff there sides are like breakdowns it's like the uh audition notes like hey who's the character or whatever right um or like that's where that you find like the um audition requests or uh, the name is escaping right now but um there's a few of them you know there's a few uh sites like that out there there's not many but that's where, I mean, there's like three of them, you know, yeah. casting networks, actors access backstage, are probably the big three. And then so they're just hover on like, those. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's just like log in every day, whatever, see what's on. Some of them ask you to like put together a little thing. Others don't. I just put together my actors real. I, I've been in like 25 films in the past year. You know, I started acting a year ago and I've been in about 25 films. So I got like quite a bit of footage. So like I chopped it up in two minutes and then that's now my like, uh, it's called an actor's reel. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. here's me, here's a sample of me acting in different scenes, different whatever, blah, blah, blah. So people get a taste of like what that's like, right? You get your resume together, you get your headshot together. It's like, all right, now you can go start shopping for an agent maybe. You can keep applying for for, for gigs like that. There's a whole union, non-union thing and, and, and whatever. Um, so it's just uh, union tends to be like bigger productions. Like if you're trying to work for like Paramount or something like that, you know, you got to be a union guy. Um, so um, it, it's just different, you know, and yeah, 
following my nose, you know, taking it day by day, seeing, seeing what I like and, and, and whatnot. Um, in terms of voiceover work, I, so I really, or not only voiceover work, just like genres, I tend to, I really want to do like romance type stuff. You know, I feel like the pickup stuff with Parlay really With the hair? Yeah, you're basically a romance <laughs> novel. Like you're a cover of it. So like, I don't know. I really want to play into that a little bit more, you know? Um, and almost like, I don't know, portray like characters like that a little bit. I feel like that would be really enjoyable. I mean, you're um, living it. You got so much, uh, exper- so much to draw from. Yeah, yeah. And I would love to bring some of that to the screen in terms of like telling stories. And and that's like, so this is a little bit of a rewind, right? It's like why acting sure. is like, I, this is like a belief of mine. I believe that stories are the most powerful things that humans have in this world. Stories have the ability to change our lives fundamentally. I don't know about you. I've, I've seen some movies that have changed my way of seeing the world and have really changed who I am just simply by watching the movie. You know, it got me thinking about something. Oh yeah. It's a great way of communicating a story. Right. And so stories are the most powerful things that we have as human beings. And I want to be a storyteller who tells stories, you know, changes the way people things like see things or experience things or their mindsets, Mm -hmm. et cetera. You know, um, um... that's what I love. Are there, are there, the question essentially is like, where do you go to develop storytelling? So I'm thinking like, what books would you recommend that type of thing? But broadly, I know so many people that, one, I agree with you. Storytelling is like, I think everyone's a storyteller and everyone's a scientist. It's just like how comfortable they are and being themselves. So then for people out there who want, who have that touch inside of them and wanting to to tell a story, even if it's just their own, um, are there, how would you, how would you like walk them through doing that? Are there like foundational books they recommend, like read these things that do A, B, and C? Like how would you help people be better storytellers? So I think it depends on what medium, right? Because I think storytelling is like at the core, right? And and I really think, yeah. Uh, so it's like a scientist, right? It's like, all right, well, what science do you want to conduct, right? Are you more of, a, are you interested more in like rocks? Are you interested more in like, like, like geology, right? Or are you interested in life, you know? Are you interested in computers, right? Like, where what's your medium right like what's your as a scientist like what's your medium right same thing for like a storyteller what's your medium of telling stories is it spoken word is it written is it through poetry because even within written word there's a lot of different things is it through film is it through audio what is it right like what's the medium that you're using is it a painting you know that that tells a story too you know what is your medium right so i think that's a that's a big one is like start to identify and play with different mediums right it's like i'm not saying like all right pick a medium and like that's it now you got to be that medium for the rest of your life no it's like play around with all these things that's why i consider myself more of an artist or i don't like defining myself as like one thing but if i were to define myself as one thing it would be like an artist or a storyteller right because it's Mm -hmm. so broad right it is so big that it's like there's so many things even scientists i guess to some degree but i like storyteller i like artists um and then play explore um go down like different paths and explore what is that about what did you like about this what didn't you like about this and you get start to get a sense like i mentioned once you start following your nose or once you start following your passions like start following what you're interested in um everything starts to reveal itself the next step is just natural oh now i'm interested in this i really want to know more about that you know and it's just following it's literally just getting up and doing something you know and actually making Mm -hmm. the decision to do something versus like i don't know 
not, you know, be active, right? Like this, we're going full circle right now. Be active, right? Like be the person who asks questions, be the person who's like in it, you know, because it's a hell of a lot more interesting and, and fun and enjoyable to me at the very least. Um, and, and it also makes it enjoyable and, and rich for everyone else, right? If you're the person who's really going after it, that can inspire someone that can be like, oh man, I wanted to ask this question, but this other person asked the question and whatever, like they took control of the situation, you know, take control of, of, of uh, your, your life and, and, and what you want to create and make, you know, and you're one of the people who does that, you know, like I'm preaching the choir to some degree. And that's one of the things that's, I, I really actually admire about you all is, um, is how much um, you take control of, of your own story. You know, there's a lot of people out there who just like, I'm going to let someone else tell my story and I'll follow what they say, you know, very mm-hmm. dominant of you to be like, all right, well, I'm taking control of my story and I'm telling you how my story is going to go guys. And that's it. You know, <laughs> yeah. I'm told really cool. I have uh, my wife described it the other day, but it's like monotone in terms of how I speak. I mm-hmm. always speak leader. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's like, I don't mean to, it's like, Oh, here's an idea. And everyone's like, all right, we're going to immediately do that idea. It's like, no, no, no. It's an idea. We can think, we can talk about it. And they're like, yes, we're going to do this idea. We don't need to talk. I was like, no, no, no. Let's talk about it. I want to hear your ideas. Like, no, but you said it. It's like that there's like, I've, uh, you know, I founded a couple of uh, companies and that's like, it's really hard for people. Like, that's why I don't say ideas. Like I'll let everyone speak. I'll speak last. Cause if I say something, everyone, like, even if I'm not like not the leader in the position or whatever, everyone just starts doing my idea. And it's like, no, I wanted to hear everyone else's idea. Cause I don't know if mine was the best idea. That's the only one I heard. Right. Um, yeah. Well, I'm totally monotone in that way. I but, speak um, leader. If you, if you don't have that as a bumper sticker, you definitely gotta, <laughs> I don't know if you're a I bumper speak. sticker guy, but I speak leader. I like that. Yeah, no, no, but, uh, we can trademark it together and split the proceeds. <laughs> um, is there, oh, also if you like, if you like get your teaser to like, you know, a really small amount. I'll slap in the in the front of this, this interview. I'll do that for you, and I'll put like romance music under it and everything. Uh, yeah, you know, it, I'm I'm experimenting with teasers anyway, so you know, who, you know, who cares? Um, is there? So we talked about a lot, and we're definitely going long as well. And I appreciate you just being patient and not like giving me like the side eye or texting me like what the fuck. But um, is there something that we missed? Like we just touched on so many aspects, but at the same time, like we're still hitting the iceberg. What have we missed? Or what have we missed that we haven't been had a chance to talk about? Like, what, what would you love to talk about? It's the last like closing thing. What have we missed? You know, um, I don't think we missed anything in the sense of, you know, we covered a lot. It's, it's all right here. You know, I mean, we could be like, well, when I was in kindergarten, there was this one kid who, you know, I don't know. I could come up with some story and whatever. Right. But, um, no, I think, um, I think we covered quite a bit of ground. Uh, I think, I don't know. We've gotten to know each other a bit better in the sense of like, I don't know how you think and how you see the world and, 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 and vice versa, you know? Um, I guess more than anything, that's just like, I wish I could ask you more questions about, like you founded a couple companies, you know, like that's, that's like no small feat um, and grew them, you know? Um, and that's like kind of like a pretty cool thing, you know, to, to start something and then, make it happen you know i saw one of the things that you you said is like or that you wrote at least was like that you're more people oriented and choosing um like uh it was principles i want to say it was first principles foundations or principles first foundations with a spin on people uh, focus oriented there's like this um 
Elon Musk has like this uh, first principles way of thinking where it's like you distill mm-hmm. everything to its parts. And for me, I distill everything to what like people need, essentially. Mm. Like, uh, and then you can do like first principles on top of that. Like, how would you do it? But for me, it's like how things work for people. How things. So talk more about that. Like what? So I guess what, what do we miss is like, uh, well, I'm curious more about lol. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That's all I mean, we can. Or, or we, we can also like pause and talk after. I mean, it's all for good sure. to me. Yeah. 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 Um, this is like your talk, interview. Like this is your episode. So it's, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Talk, talk more about that though. Like that, that little piece that you were just talking about here. Like repeat that like you said it in a very succinct way and i want to make sure that i like that it's said the way that you said it because there's thought process behind that right like the way that we order our words like communicates a message right so just i you know those first order principles that like elon musk and other people do right uh just to restate it i i distill mind of what people need and then i build on top of it so like that, that's that's really all i do, what do you, I basically, yeah what do you what do you do to identify what people need you know and well i'm kind of selfish about it basically uh, okay. uh there there's a limit uh there's a lot of people who have figured out that if they bring a problem to me i'll solve it in 10 seconds so then mm-hmm. i i try not to let people talk to me as much as i can <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> like i have a couple of friends who will literally just call me up like yeah so how's your day a little and then like two minutes later they're like you know i'm you know i'm having a problem and it's in like biotechnology. It's like, oh, you just solve it doing this. Have you thought about that? And they're like, yo, that's a really good idea. You know, oh, you know, it's like, all right, I know what you're calling me for. But um, so I usually I, I try to limit what I see because then because I, I decide on what I solve based on how much the problem pisses me off. Okay. Yeah. So how much does it piss me off? How much does it affect me in terms of like how it how it hurts other people like if something's bothering people if something's uh getting in the way of someone doing something if someone's not being able to access technology or or there's like a cancer or something that i can be involved in and helping or like there people are starving i can help uh other startups and whatever uh accelerate faster so they can feed people it's like how much how much does the problem bother me personally like in terms of like hating it and then uh then i just distill like how to solve it more effectively than other people and then do it and then if i see people doing it roughly how i would do it i just don't do it and i move on to the next thing Gotcha. Like I, I have no problem telling people what I'm doing because if I tell them and they do it and they can do better than me, I just save my time. Gotcha. I don't mind. They can steal my ideas all you want. I don't care. I'll, yeah. If, if I, if I start executing on it, I, I'll beat you if I execute on it. Right. So then I just right. let everyone else do everything else. Right. No, that's, I, I agree with that. You know, when I was in the VC world or I wasn't in VC world, but when I was walked like in those conversations, right. It was like, there was, everyone's so protective of like IP and whatnot. And I'm like, don't worry. Like I get it. Right. But like, at the end of the day, it comes down to execution, you know? So I don't know. Um, I agree with that. Um, I, I don't know. I, I just find that interesting, right? Of like finding that principles first in the sense of like what people need. It's really cool in the sense of like figuring out what is it that people need? What can I do to provide that to them? And and, and uh, the value that comes along with that. So. Yeah. It's basically just an equation when you think about it too. It's like an algebraic equation. Where the mm. output is like your call to action and what you're going to do, like the degree of suffering, how many people it affect, you know, it's just A plus B, you know, equals C type stuff. Like mm-hmm. I, I look at it from a, an emotional thing, but at the end of the day, I make decisions as, mu- as much as I can on logic in terms of like how much I get irritated by it and stuff. Um, mm. I think most things are basically, if you understand algebra, you, I think you can like math out most things in terms of like how mm. people operate. It's like mm. Akash is asking, Akash has the, the sum of his behavior right now. What are the variables right. That, right. that come together totally. to do that? Totally. It's like, 
at a certain point you reach variables where it's like x plus one or x minus one or whatever and it's like because you don't mm-hmm. know what x is and then you just right. ask questions to figure out what x is gotcha this is like okay. esoteric things that I, I think about like it, it, it will like it's very weird no it's it's highly fascinating actually right so like i think that's one thing like people always try to break down behavior right i think that's something that is highly valuable you know and that's people are so unpredictable you know like like i said you feel like you know someone and all of a sudden it's like oh i had no idea that that's also another part of them as well you know and it didn't surface for like 15 years or 30 years but like it's been a part of them because they had this experience when they were whatever right um and so all to say that trying to predict human behavior is like incredibly valuable and at the same time it's incredibly tough you know we can figure out human behavior we can figure out a lot of things right like wars we could prevent or whatever you know or create businesses or whatever you know anything is possible with it you know but thank you for joining us today with the learn with lol show check us out learnwithlol.com anywhere podcasts can be found subscribe tell me what you thought of this episode check us out on youtube in particular it's a new thing i'm doing uh, timestamps and links are in the show notes. Thank you for coming. And I hope everyone, every one of you found something today that you're curious about to learn more about, and you'll go out and be curious and learn something new. Thank you and have a great rest of your day.